Hey everyone, welcome to the Landmark Theatre's Q&A podcast. In this episode, writer-director Max Winkler and actor Zoe Deutsch discuss their new film, Flower, with Max's dad, Henry Winkler, and Zoe's mom, Leah Thompson. Hope you enjoy it, and as always, don't forget to subscribe and rate us on iTunes, and also check out Landmark Theatre's YouTube channel for video of the conversation. should introduce ourselves, huh? Take it away. Hi, I'm Leah Thompson. You may know Thank you. You may know me as the star of Howard the Duck, but I'm also Zoe's mother. Um, my name is Henry Winkler. Thank you. And I am the proud dad of Max. So first, let me just say that it is unbelievably great that you're all here. Um, this is the very first weekend for Flower. And you said something to me in the hallway. You said, here's a fun fact. What is that fun fact? Oh, the fun fact was yes. that I dyed Zoe's hair for the movie. It's true. I gave her black roots and green bottoms, and it was very, very subtle, but I was very proud of that, that work. And Zoe kind of designed it. She asked me to do it, and she, had, she trusted me with that character choice. My fun fact is that Max came to us when he was 10 years old. He said, I am going to direct movies. And here we are all together. That's amazing. Can I, can I ask you a question? Uh, and listen, and we're going to open it up so everybody gets to ask questions, you know. Uh, in the back, you have to yell out because we can only see the first three rows of the top section. We know you're there, but can't see you. So, you know, m just making an average television show, uh, an hour of television that you all watch uh, costs about uh, uh, over a million dollars. And here, you made an entire feature film for how much? Um, a little over half a million. How many days? We shot it in 16 days. Okay. So I, It wasn't what? fun. I wouldn't applaud. <laughs> what were the shortcuts that you had to take, that you had to give up? What were the sacrifices that you made? Craft service. Um, what, what were some other ones? Sleep. Sleep, long days. Sanity. Max no likes food. to say if we were going to live to 90, um, we are going to no longer live to 90. and we're Dead going at to 70. Yes. Dead on the floor. <laughs> um, of natural causes. Got it. Okay. Um, we, it was great. I mean, it was really a, a level of um, pages per day that even with all the television stuff I've done and been lucky to do didn't. I, there was no comparison. So in television, you do about nine pages a day. What did I've you never guys? done nine pages a day. Never? No. no. But maybe I, we we did a lot, and it was we would shoot a Catherine Hahn shot for four days, so that relationship in and with, out. Yes. So yes. that relationship with Zoe and Catherine 
formed that wasn't like over months of shooting where they formed that closeness that was just two amazing actors immediately wanting to make the same movie and understanding what needed to happen right away but there wasn't like let's let's just try to find it and and let's keep working on it like those were like you know five big scenes a day so zoe would do a scene and you would on a normal day on a normal shoot that would be like you'd shoot half of it in a day and she would do five or six of them in a day it was really exhausting for yeah but it didn't seem when we talk about it and and sort of cite how many days we actually shot it for it sounds much more daunting than what it felt like on the day it did you it never felt for me, in terms of once the camera started rolling, I never felt rushed. You were really generous and um, awesome about making sure that if I was like, I want one more, I never felt like you would say right. say no to that. But I, I was in terror internally. I'm sure. <laughs> <clears throat> I have a question. Uh, when Zoe gave me the script to read, I, I just instantly thought it was a great script. I mean, I just put it down and said that was... Just amazing. How long did you work on the script or, or to develop it? Or how did that come about? The script had come to me um, with that character fully realized, written by this person, Alex McCauley, who's a brilliant writer. And I'd never seen um, a script with a female character like that. Um, it felt like those were all the parts reserved for the guys in sort of the great 80s movies that I would always watch, whether it was like the Corey Haim movies or Over the Edge or Ferris Bueller, you know, like a... a there was something about the fact that it was a girl that really excited me, like driving all this plot and not a love interest. And um, the original script was way funnier probably than this one. It was more of a comedy, and I was more interested in the other aspects of it. And so we, my writing partner and I talked to the writer, and we all sort of agreed on what the direction was we wanted to go with it. And... But we, we finished the script to a point where we thought was, was as good as it's going to get until we hire someone who can put this in their own words and make it feel like their own. But we read so many girls and really talented actors, and we couldn't find someone that made it feel real. And so I was convinced that the script was really bad and that we it, it didn't feel real. And then Zoe, your daughter, had sent in a tape uh, from Canada... And she was shooting, and it was late at night, and she, you, she turned in a tape, and the producers called me, and they were like, I think this is it. And I was like, yeah, right, it can't be. I didn't even know who it was. And then I looked at it, and it was immediately clear that this was the person that was supposed to do it. And, and then the writing wasn't so bad anymore. <laughs> and oh, Yeah, but it was her. Yeah. And then I really, yeah. It, anybody it's, have a, a question out there? Anybody? Okay, sir. Yeah, I was going to say, your lead acting there and all the energy of the great pop music. Oh, thank you. Wonderful. Thoughts. Was, that's wonderful. This gentleman thought compliment. that uh, Zoe had uh, all of the energy of uh, a great actress. Pop music, yeah. actually. Yes. But, yeah. Uh, hmm? um, Zoe, yes. what was it that... Yes, what, mother. <laughs> This is the nepotism screening that you never knew you needed or wanted. And you're just gonna, we're just going to face it head on, not yeah. avoid it. We didn't help you guys get these jobs. I mean, you got them yourself. Right, I know. I'm making so fun of myself. I'm, because interested, love, I'm interested in what about the script, except for that it was a great script, that you really responded to, that really made you... Because you've, you've not only done this script for 
zero, zero dollars or whatever, but you've put your heart and soul into every aspect of this movie. You did so much work. I saw the stack of books you read. You have gone full commitment to this movie. And so um, what about it that sings in your heart? What is it? Well, I think because I grew up with you and, and because I grew up with you know, like-minded artists and always surrounded by actors and musicians. And I knew how, I know how um, rare it is to find something that you immediately just go, oh shit, I, this is amazing. And um, in that way, I think that's why I went, I really went full steam ahead. But what caught my eye about the part and what made me really passionate about it um, was her relatability. I found her to be very relatable, bizarrely. I found her to be super frustrated by her world and her relationships, and I found her to be very frustrating, and I'm sure you can attest to how frustrated and frustrating I was when I was a teenager. <laughs> She's like, a teenager now, right? <laughs> this moment. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, so I just found her to be her, you know, this sort of uh, put on cavalier bravado behind that was this real beautiful fragility that I that was awesome. And you know what? Like, I know you're hearing this a lot right now, but the truth is, I just don't read parts like this for women. I just don't. I don't, I don't see them. And it was so exciting. It was so exciting to read this part. Mom, stop filming. <laughs> okay, let's keep going. Phone down. Dad, do you have anything you want to chime in on? No, I, I, I you, you know, you, uh, when, when, when your child says they want to go into the same business and you know how difficult the business is and you immediately think in your mind, you're thinking, doctor, uh, uh, anything but, uh, <laughs> but that you want to be a director. But then you know how tough it was for you and so you think, I'm not going to say a word. Stacy and I are not going to say a word. And we totally trusted that you were going to meet your dream. How do you feel about this journey? The journey of wanting something and now being able to do it. I'm trying to work on um, being present in the moment and feeling grateful. It's really difficult, but I'm trying. And I'm grateful that we went on it together, Zoe and I. We were really partners in this and really sacrificed a lot. And um, I'm, I'm grateful for that. And, um, it, you know, we made this movie for no money. The fact that it's playing at the Landmark and the Arclight in my hometown theaters and it's a testament to the people that are released it. I'm happy that The Orchard bought it, who made some of my favorite movies, whether it was Hunt for the Wilder People or What We Do in the Shadows, like movies that play in theaters and should be seen in theaters and um, I love watching movies at home too but there's something really magical about a shared movie experience and um, I, I don't know I just it's I, I'm really trying to feel grateful yeah well no you sounded you sounded <coughs> any other questions out there yes uh, was the valley part of the original story or was that your Good question. It was not. Was the, the was, valley was, yeah. part of the original story? The valley. It, it wasn't. And uh, I grew up in the valley and got into a lot of trouble in the valley and rode my bike a lot in the valley. Um, and it was really personal to me. And 
it felt like it I, when I first read the script, I was certain that to make it feel as personal to me as possible as I worked on it, I wanted to set it in the places where I used to hang out. Um, it's just it gets very hot. What is the trouble that you got into in the valley? <laughs> I think. Yeah, somebody in the somebody back there. Yes. Um, just congratulations. You made a, a special, very beautiful, nuanced film. Uh, Wait a minute. He just said congratulations. You've made a I think, very special I think, and nuanced film. I think the rule is that if we can hear him from all the way up there down here. <laughs> that everyone can hear. You know what? I'm a short Jew. I'm not taking the risk. <laughs> Continue, sir. Huh? You're, you're still the director, too, so there, there you go. Um, well, I want... What, what's really special about the film is the tone, and I'm watching it, and, and it changes uh, even subtly genre throughout, but it's a, really just a human, uh, beautifully realized story. Uh, so I was wondering how you... We're thinking about the tone and prepping for it, and just the prep in general. Uh, what you guys did, uh, rehearsal-wise, and sure. I think the the way the tone works in the movie is casting the right actors who make it feel real the whole time, and the music, which is usually the first thing that comes to me, and on this was the last thing that came to me. And um, the guy who did, we were talking a lot about risky business and the Interstellar score, both of those two things to feel like to have the fun of um, like that sort of 80s synth score with like the emotion of something like Interstellar, which I'm obsessed with. And finally, this guy, Joey Stevens, who um, has done, has worked with our producers, the Rough House guys on Eastbound and Down and Vice Principals and is amazing. He lives in North Carolina and I went, I flew there and sat with him and listened to music and we finally cracked it, but it took a really long time. But the real testament to the tone is just the actors and and everyone made everything feel real because they were great, even stuff that could feel far fetched and um, so that that was really it. And you know, when you're making these movies, the the biggest thing to derail any creative process is when two people are trying to make a different thing. And everybody wanted to make the same movie. Everyone knew the movies I was referencing that I wanted it to feel like, and we all bought into that and so there was never that conversation which is a nightmare because then you're like oh this is a much longer conversation because we didn't have time um yeah did you do rehearsals how much rehearsals did you do before <laughs> well max and i spent so if we shot the movie in 16 15 and a half 16 max and i spent more than double that amount of time together prepping and you were very um open and uh, into the idea of being me being a part of that whole process and being really collaborative. And I think that was very helpful for us in terms of on the day, just our communication was really, I think that's the thing I'm most proud of with our relationship in making this movie was our communication was pretty awesome, even when we would um, be arguing. Um, or was a clear line. <laughs> there was always, I really felt like there was, it wasn't out of ego, it was for making the best thing that we could possibly make. Um, but rehearsal-wise, I mean, I, I, we, I didn't meet any of the actors until about five minutes before. Because yeah, like, they, we had, there was, yeah. We, we cast the kid, Joey, who's amazing, from Chicago. They met on the Friday before the Monday we started shooting, and he didn't even know how to drive stick. <laughs> um, 
And then he learned in two days. And then Max put him um, in charge of driving me around in that stick for a, a week in 110 He's degree genuinely heat. Genuinely good. Genuinely good, but we're no lucky. No air conditioning. No air conditioning. Um, yeah, we didn't. There wasn't time to rehearse, but we, there was a lot of time to talk and and read books and watch movies and you know. It sounds that so kind of nice stuff. and fun when you say it that way. Because <laughs> that's what we did. That's what we did. It's what I did with my Carolina, my cinematographer, and Trisha, my production designer, and Michelle, my wardrobe designer. We all just talked and watched movies and sent pictures back and forth and passages and whether it was Andrea Dworkin or Amber Rose and it was it was a you know, there was no bad ideas. I, I would just like to say, uh, make a comment. As an actor, I've worked with a lot of different people. I've gone to the movies, gone right here, been in these seats. Zoe, your ability as an actress, your ability to translate from the page to the screen, to jump off the screen into the minds and hearts of an audience, I think is astounding. You are Aww. not just... Is that true? And I, Stacy and I have thought this from the very first time that we saw you, when we saw you in a movie before we saw this movie. It, uh, you, I, I mean, it really needs to be noted. It, uh, there are lots of people who are called to be a professional actor, and there are um, a thimbleful uh, who can actually transcend the uh, the job. Yes. Wow. That's so sweet. Uh, should we this guy? Well, actually, Fonz, you kind of stole the show for me. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen. Zoe in a lot of different films, but she really didn't get a chance to be who she is. And in watching this film and in seeing her on TV interviews, I feel I almost saw the, the real person that this role was made for you, and you did a fabulous job. And, we, and you're gonna go very far in this <laughs> Well, I feel like that's one of the, you know, like, Max, you did. You made such a, an incredible movie, and it's so uh, nuanced and so complicated. And in the middle of all that, sorry, I just saw my screenwriting teacher. Wait, is that not Noreen? Noreen, this is. Will you stand up, please? She's the first person. I, I'm sorry to interrupt. You have a dog. She's the first person who taught me how to write a script. We took a picture for Spicer. Spicer's in New York right now. Noreen, say hi to Matt Spicer on the video. Yeah. So, okay, good. We love you. I'm sorry. I can't believe it. You taught me how to write. And you have your dog. Aww. Yeah. What's your dog's name? Digby. Digby? Digby. Okay. Digby. I'm sorry, Leah, go on. That was an insane experience. I really feel emotionally indebted to you, Noreen. I'm really happy to see you. I hope like you can give me your notes after. Leah, what were you saying? I was just saying that it's a really beautiful movie, and I love that you, uh, you know, that you did. I've been acting a long time, but the thing is, is that when you create a safe space with an actor and you let them be collaborative, you end up getting something that's organic and real, and it does. It has a really powerful softness. I mean, I, the, I don't know, it's the filters you use too. Like there's something, it is a love 
love story to the valley in a lot of ways and the way that you decided to shoot it. But anyway, congratulations to you for making such a, a interesting and, and difficult and Thank beautiful you so movie. Much. Yes. Oh, we'll be right there. Don't go away. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still a little shaky from She's a little shaky. This experience, I'm, it was a really beautiful film. It was so kind of emotional. So thank you both for that. Um, Thanks for coming. But how was it kind of, how important was it to you to have the female crew working on this film about a young, strong character? Is that something that's going to happen or something you've heard? It was the only way I would make the movie. And it was in my first meetings with the Rough House guys who were completely open and excited by it. And so we had all female department heads with the exception of... Thank you. With the exception of our uh, grip and electric. And um, it was by far and away the best film set I'd ever been on. And there were... No fighting. It was it was just a different energy. The only two people that fought were our grip and our electric. The two guys. Um, the two guys. I wanted to just eliminate as much as possible, and I walked the line anyways between masculinity and none of it. Um, but uh, just eliminating the male gaze as much as I could, and try to, just for this movie. I wanted to tell it as authentically as possible, and I'm a, was a 32 year old white cis male and and I wanted to I, I didn't want that to discount me from making the movie if I could do it respectfully and so to empower all those women to keep me accountable and to give Zoe free reign to tell me that's not how I would say it that's not what I would wear and Zoe really became my partner on it just like Carolina and Trisha and Michelle and Sarah Beth the editor and um, it 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 lent itself to a very safe environment for everyone and um yeah what were you gonna say uh it's ironic about what i'm gonna say because I, I just interrupted you but i think during this movement in this time that we're living in at least for me the thing i'm trying to <laughs> do better is listen <laughs> clearly just didn't do a very good job there but one thing i want to note is that max is an extraordinary listener and he really, really, truly listened to every single woman that he hired um, and wanted to listen to every single one of the things that they said, big or small, or for me, possibly unimportant. Like I cite the example when I'm flossing in the, in the movie and I was adamant that I needed glide floss rather than a pick floss. And for some reason, he allowed the space for me to bring that to the table and not be like, okay, shut up, I have bigger fish to fry. And um, he was amazing at that. And I think that's uh, something to note for sure. Back there, you were so patient. Uh, well, hi. Hi. Proud uh, cousin, actually. You're, uh, you're thing about you, Max, is you put it on the page, and then it makes it easy to interpret for a good actor, and then the a dance between the two of you have, was elevated on the screen, and that's what you see. And so, to me, what makes this movie unique is that you can see a unique voice, and that you can celebrate that unique voice, and it's clear here. So I think you did a great job, the two of you really understanding each other. Thank you. Thank you. I, I don't... Right there, do you have a question, sir, with the strong hand raise? Yeah. <laughs> Could you explain 
uh, as much as you can where the script came from and the idea of the character and how it developed. And Absolutely. D Dad, I don't think we need to repeat that one out loud. Um, uh, the script was on a thing called the blacklist, which is where the best unproduced, the scripts that people vote for to say are the best unproduced scripts of that year. And those movies don't always get made into, those scripts don't always get into movies, and sometimes when they do, they work, and sometimes when they do, they don't. And it was sent to me by um, one of the producers on this um, who works for Danny McBride, Jody Hill, and David Gordon Green, who are three people I deeply admire and make courageous, I think, movies and television and, and stuff. Um, and they sent it to me because David Gordon Green um, has been a really kind supporter of mine. <clears throat> and But I still went in and, and pitched sort of what my vision was for it. And once they said I could do it, I brought on my writing partner and we rewrote, worked on the script and worked on stuff while maintaining the spirit of the original one. Was there any improv? A lot, yeah. I, I, I feel like once... The script is done. I really, when you have really good performers, whether it's Tim Heidecker or Catherine Hahn or Zoe, I really and the and Dylan Galula, and Adam and you know you really encourage people to put things in their own words and make it feel as natural and real as possible. I love the two girlfriends. Where me did too. you? They are so funny. They kill me. Yeah, they're We're, amazing. That's strictly great casting director. Like, I had no idea who they were, and I hired this casting director because he had worked on Short Term 12, which was a movie I really loved. And I, I loved. I had seen Dil Dylan and Kimmy Schmidt, though. She, she I'd never seen it. Yeah. They are you they were, like that show? <laughs> I love that show. Zan. So what? Zan. So, yes, that's her name. Yes, that's her name. Okay, all right. They are the best Greek chorus ever. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. And so much good stuff just for whatever reason, I didn't all get to end up in the movie just to keep it as short and sort of quick as we could, but um, those guys, they're so talented. What did you cut out? <laughs> You're, you gotta get the, by the DVD. Sir. What were the books that you saw? Zoe, you wanna tell us about the books? She had a stack like this high, she read. Uh, um, uh, uh, Reviving Ophelia was a really cool book to um, revisit for me and Go Ask Alice and um, there was a book called uh, Sex at Dawn which sounds like a romance novel and it's not uh, what else was there? There was a ton There's a lot of Andrea Dworkin uh, essays and Kate Millett Judy Bloom books, a lot of those I mean really trying to I think part of one of the important things for uh, we had decided about Erica was that everything she does is not is not um, spontaneous. It all comes from a place of I hate the word manipulation, but there is there is a sense of manipulation. And everything she does, we talked a lot about consent and a lot about um, how the things that she does that may be perceived as sexuality were very transactional. And I know that can be a hard thing to kind of grasp when you're watching these um, shocking things in a movie, but it was all very transactional. She was very disassociated from it, so I wanted to try to do my best to read up on that. And it was always her choice. Everything she did was what she wanted, and even if it was misguided at points, it, it was very important that there was no, it was all about control for her. I think 
do we do we have to go? Or are we okay? Is there anyone else? Ryan, we have two more questions right here. Yeah. I don't have a question. I just wanted to say that I, I love the cinematography and the way it's shot. Some scenes are just shot so beautifully, and like, especially the interactions between the mother and the daughter, that's Carolina Costa. Carolina Costa's a genius. She's the youngest woman. She's the youngest person. I'm not sure if she's the only woman. She might be to win the Ariel Award, which is like a sort of an Academy Award in Mexico. And I feel like immensely close and lucky to have worked with her. Did she operate? She doesn't operate. She likes to fiddle with the lights and stuff like that. So we had a great, um, a really handsome Lebanese man named Shadi operate. Oh, yeah. Very handsome. He actually, he's in the movie. He's in the movie. When I, oh, he's the sponsor. Yeah. And I say, oh, he's hot. <laughs> That's how low, we didn't have an actor. So Shadi, get in there. So who operated? Carolina must have operated for that. Yeah, Caroline operated for, for that one shot. So yes, the DP did operate at we one. We literally point. didn't have money for background actors, so like the Surprised majority. Surprised we didn't call you guys in. Yeah. <laughs> All right, last us. question. I think you had one on though. I did. I Is there anybody back there? We gotta, we gotta Just keep, we gotta give it. it out. This, these two people get to go. Okay, sorry. These two women. You, you, and then you. Um, so we, the script was amazing. It seems like I've seen it in a lot of movies where the script is kind of mediocre, but um, not so much. I'm in a play right now where I mean the script is just not what you want it to be. So how do you do that? I mean, it seems like it's something that's very unique to you. I don't think it's unique to me as an actor because oh, yeah. she was saying that it, oh, she was. Uh, <laughs> they made fun of me. Zoe, repeat the question, please. Uh, you re you. The question. This young lady is in a play and she wants to know the play is not everything that she wanted it to be. And she asked Zoe, how do you take material that is not great and make it come alive? Am I right? But she was talking Thank about you other very movies. Much. You know, Thank you. Know. you know, she said that Zoe did other no, movies no, where the script right, wasn't as good. Okay, look, but this one right, was Mom, good. All right, okay. Actually, I do talk about this with my mother quite a bit, and uh, I have definitely uh, played um, in Dirty Grandpa, a one-dimensional female character in a male-driven comedy, and the thing that I had to come to terms with is that no matter how hard I tried and fought and, and worked on the script and gave my notes and, and wasn't afraid to bring something to, the something to the table, I had to come to terms with the fact that um, it, it, acting in a movie or acting in a play isn't... Um, a solo art form. It's not like writing a song. It is very collaborative. And if they don't want it to be more than one dimensional, it's not going to be more than one dimensional. And you can do everything in your power to bring as much depth to the character as you can. And that is what your job is, is to service the story as best you can, in my opinion. But it can be sometimes really difficult. And you do your best. And it's about process, not outcome, is what I've had to come to terms I have with. one statement about that. Um, I literally, when I was like getting to watch your stuff, I watched you in Dirty Grandpa, and I don't know whether it was a good movie or not. I didn't watch enough of it, but I saw that you elevated the material that you were given, and I actually thought you were great in it, and it was one of the things that really excited me to cast you in this. And I think that's a lesson that you we could all learn from Katherine Hahn or Philip Seymour Hoffman or all of these people that have tiny scenes in movies and stay with you because they bring a life and they do their work, and there's no part that's too small. 
and I, I you believe that though? Yes. Do you guys believe that? I, I don't I'm telling that. you, I had that I experience though. I watched I you and I thought you were good. And I don't believe that there is no part that's too small because I feel like it, it's really. But maybe I'm. I don't no. know. You no, know? that's because okay. that is because of your internal engine, and it's because really that is because you don't know how to do. Um, you know, just you want to tell the the story. You have an energy that is that like is possible. Out there. And what's the you, yeah. Can I just say one thing before you say? Um, just it is the actor's job. You you they don't hire you to fill time and space. They hire you for your imagination, and you fill it with that. Yeah. And um, so many times you have a director who doesn't know what they're doing. Unlike my son, <laughs> and you say to them, "Oh my God, that's a great idea! I thank you so much." And you do what you know is right. And they will say to you when the take is done, didn't I tell you? Yes, thank you. Yes. True, true. Um, I thought the movie was incredible, Great. stunning, unpredictable, and deeply moving. Um, I just wanted to ask Zoe, um, what was the hardest part for you about slipping into like Erica's mindset, slipping into that character? Like, Was there anything you really struggled with or like um, sort of couldn't come to terms with? Thank you for your question. Um, I can answer this very easily. The most difficult part of shooting this movie was dancing. <laughs> I hate dancing, and the one time I wa I seen the movie on the big screen, I literally my face was like that. I was couldn't look. I feel it was horrifying. I am a terrible dancer, and it was it was that was so hard for me. I can't even explain to you. I I don't even want to look at anyone in the eyes thinking about the fact that you watched that one scene. So that that was the most difficult for me by far. <laughs> <laughs> but when you put your feet on his shoes, when uh, I, I saw it, I've seen it now three times, I tear up every time. When you smell his sweater when you're dancing with him, makes you one of the great dancers of the 21st century. Oh, Henry, I love you. I think that's best. a wrap for all of us. Thank you, Thank so, you so much. much for coming. Thank Tell you your friends. mom. Thank you, Thank mom. you. Thank you, Henry. Thank you so much for coming. Looks like we'll be signing some autographs.